you guessed it. Shenanigans ensue. Co-host one reports a co-host two. What's the name of the show? Shenanigans ensue. Yeah. Hello, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane, and welcome to Shenanigans ensue. A podcast where I may be small in stature, but I'm tall in intellect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in real life, Same. accurate. Also, that little girl is the only one who knew the assignment. Yeah. You get it. All right. Each episode, we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics, hidden gems, and everything in between. We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope, caper, and flim-flam the film used... Or maybe abused. And of course, the The Shenanigans! Yay! (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone! Yes! 2024 (laughs) means more shenanigans. And to start off those shenanigans, we have two of our own, which is that we are, number one, sneaking in an additional holiday movie. Uh, Of course. And number two, this movie isn't really a (laughs) (laughs) rom-com. And that movie is... Called for specific punctuation, best <laughs> Christmas ever. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I heard the punctuation. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you may have heard of this one, or if you didn't, this, ladies and gentlemen and others, is Brandy's comeback movie. What a surprise to see her in a trailer. I. <laughs> No, this is why we decided we were going to break the rom-com rule slightly and Mm -hmm. do a Christmas holiday situation because you got to make space for Brandy. Of course, there's always space for Brandy. If Cinderella wants to make a new movie, (laughs) we're going to watch it. Oh, we should do that one. I know. Every time I think of Brandy, I just see her in that Cinderella dress. Like truly, like that's who she is in my mind's eye. We should totally do that one. It's on the list. Okay, it's on the list. But we made space for her because queen <laughs> yes and i don't really know what to say to the leading of this movie uh, it was a movie it was... <laughs> 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 that's so rude and so accurate oh, oh no that is a spicy jane comment oh. are you kidding i love that that shit is so funny yes it was a movie. I guess. <laughs> okay, just so people, when I was getting the film queued up, I said to Jane, oh my gosh, Jane, this isn't just a tight 90. This is a tight 80. And when I tell you that that extremely tight cut was truly necessary for yeah. anyone to even finish, that's probably a yeah. good description of the film. It was something. I think to go back, To absolve my sass would be to say that things are rough just collectively and we need to find little islands of happiness where we can. And if this movie brought you some comfort, some joy, some laughter, please don't listen to this episode. (laughs) 
like, and listen, not to be just a shady McShady shade, I did have moments of joy in this film. Oh, absolutely. 100%. This movie is filled with Christmas shenanigans. It's filled with little bits of fun. Okay, let's be honest. We're watching this movie because we want Brandy to sing and she sings twice. Yes. So we get what we came for. There's a really good, sincere apology. Oh, This movie very definitely good. passed the Bechdel test. The decorations are stunning. This set is incredible. There is a lot to enjoy about this movie, but I think we were just a bit let down and confused, ultimately. Yeah. I did a bunch of Google searching because this movie very specifically dates itself, and Mm -hmm. we'll get into that in the shenanigans, but... I couldn't find information about when they actually filmed it. And I have a sneaking suspicion that they filmed it probably 2021 and it took this long to figure out an edit that would work. Hmm. I do think that they struggled to figure this one out. And the reason why I mentioned that the youngest daughter in this film is the only one who understood the assignment is because we've talked about this in other ones. The reason why a Cinderella story Christmas wish is so good even though it's horrendously written. (laughs) It works because every single actor bought in and was in it to win it. Mm. And I feel like here we see the results of an equally not great script where the actors weren't totally bought in. And that wounds the movie, unfortunately. It requires a certain amount of injection of energy. Yes. To be successful. Yes. You need to lean all the way in to the camp mm-hmm. and the zany. And this movie is a good example of what happens when you don't go all the way. Because let's be real, A Cinderella Story Christmas Wish is bonkers. It's bonkers. And doesn't have a very high production value. No. But it was so delightful. I really, really liked it. It was so (laughs) good. It's like Christmas threw up everywhere on my screen. It's the kind of film where you're ashamed to tell people how much you enjoyed it for fear of judgment. But that's what you need in a Christmas vibe. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we've done a lot of preamble. Before we get deep into it, let's give the folks a plot synopsis all right here's that plot synopsis i did sound so enthusiastic about i'm so oh man i can't my voice does what it does (laughs) i've never heard so much shade and just the prospect of giving a synopsis this movie was so bad okay put more syllables into it jazz more (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) Each year, Jackie sends out a beautiful family newsletter for the holidays. Frustrated and perhaps a bit jealous, Charlotte somewhat sarcastically expresses a wish to turn up at Jackie's house unannounced to see if any of it is true. Hearing this, Charlotte's son puts the Jennings address into their GPS instead of his aunt's. Shenanigans ensue! (laughs) You said I was being spicy. I don't know. I'm always spicy when I'm not happy about a film. That was a good (laughs) spicy comment earlier. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
as you said, this isn't a rom-com, but there are still some rom-com tropes. Yes. And then we are going to deal with a couple of Christmas ones as well. And we do enjoy the tropes that they injected. Mm-hmm. They're the best part about the film. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, they do try to cover a few really interesting ideas. What do you do with jealousy? Mm. What do you do when you think someone's a phony? Yeah. How we interact with the forward-facing appearance of people's lives mm. versus the reality of people's lives. Yeah. We all hide bits and pieces so this had all the makings of something beautiful and Mm. then it didn't make it yeah i guess we could just pop right into the tropes and start getting people an idea let's do it all right one of my favorite things delighted right at the top Uh, we have a voiceover opening so good it was so good a voiceover opening with the montage it was the newsletter montage yeah that was so fun and then speaking of montages we have so many montages Mm -hmm. i loved them The snooping montage, the (laughs) fixing the dollhouse montage, the beginning and ending exposition outro montages. Excellent. No notes. Oh, I'm going to add in the breaking the fourth wall and aggressively addressing the audience one time at the beginning and then never again. That was so weird. That was awful. We'll get into it. And then we've got a grand romantic gesture. We have a dramatic chase Mm. or maybe subsection dramatic search. Yeah. That was fun. We've got a love triangle... Sort of? Yes. Like a huh. And we've got different worlds, and we sure do. Mm-hmm. We've also got a fan favorite, whether as a plot device. A Jane favorite. <laughs> I know, I said fan favorite, but we're the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant me. <laughs> yeah, we, we're the fans. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> And we've got meddling children. And then on the Christmas side, we have all of the decorations. You can't have a Christmas movie without leaning in all the way with the decor. Oh, absolutely. Brings it. We have the very familiar countdown to Christmas. We have Father Christmas hinted at as being real. We have a play slash concert, an angel, and of course... A Christmas market. I love a Christmas market. I love one in film. I love one in real life. Yes. Like, just give me a Christmas market. Quick little fun fact on the Christmas market. Many a rom-com, and especially Hallmark Christmas rom-coms, are filmed in Utah. This one being no exception. Oh. Because... Its landscape makes for a perfect backdrop for these Christmassy images. Well, there you go. So if you're like, where can I go to feel Christmassy Utah, I guess. (laughs) Where would you like to start with the tropes? Well, you can't give me the option because you know what I'm going to pick. (laughs) I mean. In case I changed my mind today. The sake of formality. Well, in that case, I would formally like to suggest that we do the montages. Oh, really? That's so surprising. I know. Very unlike me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. 
I think that you were calling it the uncovering newsletter claims montage. Yeah. I called it the snooping around checklist montage. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte truly doesn't believe anything about these people's lives. No. And like, granted, girl, I get that. Like, this seems like some bullshit. <laughs> but she has the newsletter in her hand and slowly goes through their lives to figure out which bits are accurate. For example, to figure out whether or not the daughter who is 10 is the youngest person to ever be accepted to Harvard, Charlotte plays chess against her and gets her ass whooped. So she's like, good enough, check. I mean, that's not definitive. It's not definitive. Come on. This is a half-ass investigation, lady. How good is Charlotte at chess? Maybe this kid is a chess prodigy, you know? Yeah. Anyway, not definitive. And then, like, she does other things, like going and snooping to figure out whether or not Valentino is actually this judo and instructor or whatever Mm -hmm. and that one I'm like girl he was making breakfast that first day and Matt Cedeno's abs are evidence enough (laughs) to just say yeah he is 100% a judo instructor abs arms general vibe you didn't need to check in that one you just say check yes (laughs) it was a really really fun montage and her sneaking around was very silly as far as the character being a real nosy jerk Mm -hmm. that was the most successful part of it because it is so absurd and as much as i enjoyed this montage i think it was a really good one i think it also diminished a massive story arc because you easily could have made the entire arc be about Charlotte trying to expose this family but it is kind of resolved pretty quickly because we have the montage that would have been a lot better yeah the the issue I have with this movie I think is that there are so many plot points that they're trying to give time to yeah that you don't actually get enough depth with any one of them it could have just been charlotte realizing how dissatisfied she is in her life and having to reconcile with that and you could have the whole movie about her coming to terms with her life or reconnecting with her husband like that could have carried you the entire movie and it could have been delightful her slowly realizing her own bitterness and coming around yeah another good option i think given the subplot with the children yeah is that both the children and the adults are trying to uncover what they believe is lies and deception. That would also be really good to focus on. Yeah, you get the A-plot of the adult trying to figure out whether or not this family's lives is true. And mostly it is, but there's a clear giant secret that everyone knows we're waiting for. And then you've got the children trying to figure out whether or not Santa is real. Which is a subplot I really enjoyed. And like, I think that those (laughs) two go together. Absolutely. And so you could have had a whole lot more hijinks if you have the A-plot being Charlotte being suspicious throughout the entire movie trying to expose things. That leads to so many shenanigans. And it would have been delightful to watch if she's slowly uncovering it yeah. and each time, she somehow makes it even better for them in the process. Mm-hmm. And I think what would have benefited this movie as well would have been the character of the best friend or at least getting to see Charlotte's sister and having her talk to her sister. Oh, about, yeah. Yeah, about her conspiracy theories. Like, I think we needed her to be playing off someone else because she just seems so mean. I think it was supposed to be Rob, yeah. played by Jason Biggs. But unfortunately, because they added in the very unnecessary love triangle mm. and she's very suspicious that her husband has been secretly having maybe an emotional affair mm-hmm. with Jackie. Yeah. Because of that, she 
can't actually talk to him. No. They, like, took that away. Yeah. Anyway, this is a bit of a tangent. Sticking to the montages. <laughs> no, that was basically it. I'm done with the montages. The yeah. beginning and the ending are excellent. Oh, I love either a beginning or ending expositional montage. Same. It is so delightful. And this one gave us both. Yes. I just love it. When the movie started and it was not only an exposition montage, but Mm -hmm. also a Brandy voiceover, I was so delighted. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm here for it. Let's go. It is so cheesy. (laughs) I love it when it's like photos or in a newspaper or a magazine or whatever. Like, give me that shit. And this was both. Yes. (laughs) It's so great. So it starts (laughs) off strong. Yeah. What's your favorite trope? I'm obviously going to talk about weather as a plot device. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) So while they're staying overnight at the Jennings house that first night that they accidentally arrive there, there is a silent, (laughs) massive snowstorm. With no warning. No. Comes out of nowhere. No one got the alerts on their phone that they probably would have gotten in today's world. That must have been a flash snowstorm because I think they say it's close to midnight when they arrive at the Jennings home. Yeah. And so this is the next morning and the storm has been so severe that their car is literally buried under a heap of snow. I think the little kid said after breakfast we'll look for the car to <laughs> yes. really indicate that the car got but buried. <laughs> Whoops, they can't go to the sisters. And then the psychotic thing <laughs> oh, yes. is that instead of actually just trapping them in the house, which would have been a more interesting choice, they throw it all away because A, the town is very good at keeping the streets plowed, and B, their entire house's driveway is heated Wild. and melts the snow for you. I know that exists, but then why do the storm in the first place? I know, it's so silly. It's pointless. Don't do the snowstorm then. This is like writing 101. You just threw away the plot device. Yeah, the poor plot device. (laughs) (laughs) I really was so excited for them to be fully snowed into that house. Right? That would have been very interesting. And then they just went shopping. Yeah. Is there another trip you want to talk about? Ooh, I love the dramatic chase slash search. Mm. I can't even say that. Dramatic chase slash search. You got it. (laughs) Okay. It was so cute. So basically, the kids are deep in their investigation for the truth behind Santa. (laughs) And the little boy... Charlotte's son runs away. Essentially, the younger daughter of the other family says that he's going to run off back home where Santa can actually find him because he's just like lost it with the information he's gathered. They can't find him anywhere. And eventually, Brandy, of course, being a perfect, beautiful, genius scientist entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. realizes that he thinks he's a ninja, so he'll be at the sushi restaurant. (laughs) I thought he was going to be at the dojo. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. But being Being at the sushi restaurant and him eating a bowl of miso was cute. Oh, that they gave him for free. That was so sweet. Very sweet. And then they have a little heart to heart about Santa. Mm. Loved it. Do you have any more tropes? Well, I'm reluctant to talk about it because I'm going to complain. Mm -hmm. But I think I do want to mention the non-starter of the love triangle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. either don't do it or do it all the way and by all the way I don't mean a full-on Jason Biggs's character is cheating I just mean like 
properly lean into it. I don't know. I actually really just didn't need it. It wasn't necessary to the story. It actually hindered the story. Yeah. And I'm not saying people don't get jealous. Mm -hmm. Of course, we humans. But there was absolutely nothing, not even a smidge of chemistry between Jason and Brandy, right? Yeah, they were clearly just good friends. There was barely reminiscing. There wasn't even an inside joke. No. The closest you get to is them performing together at the Christmas market and that he calls her by a nickname at the start of the movie. I think it would have been better for Rob to divulge his own secret newsletter right off the bat. Yeah. Instead of Charlotte spinning her wheels over a pretend affair Mm. I think that knowing that he had done this and he's proud of his family should have just been we see the secret letter in the mail towards the very end and it all comes out at once it Mm. didn't need to be part of the film no it could have been the reconciliation at the end kind of moment absolutely even with Charlotte and Valentino you could do more with that there's a whole running bit in Modern Family of film having kind of a crush on Gloria and it's hilarious yeah He's not going to do anything about it, but it's like very present. And I think that's my issue with a lot of things in this movie. They sort of start to try to do something. And they don't commit. So if you're going to have Charlotte horny for Valentino, like properly do it. Yeah. That was hilarious when they introduced the character to Oh Holy Night. I cried, Oh Holy Night. Get out of here. That was so unexpected as a song choice. It was divine. (laughs) Oh Holy Night. Are you kidding me? That's my dad's favorite hymn, by the way, and I love it as well. But make it sexy. Get out of here. (laughs) Whose brain did that come from? I don't know. I I love love them. That was incredible. God, that was, yeah. That's my favorite part of the whole movie, I think. I think so. Right, he asked how she's liking the food or whatever. The freshly squeezed orange juice. She says, it's the chest I have, the best I ever had. <laughs> now we need more of that. More, please. We don't need to see the suggestion of people cheating on their spouses, but like, just lean in more is what I'm saying. Girl, when they added that magic wind in the kitchen. Oh my <laughs> word. I loved it so much. I don't know where the wind came from. It felt like there was even a mild spotlight on him. Yes. So stunning. <laughs> they could have added some soft focus. Yes. I needed more fun like that. That's what I'm here for. It was eh. Excellent. Like we've said a hundred times, I want to say this is dumb. And with the wind started, I said, this is dumb. That was my favorite laugh out loud moment. Mm -hmm. Is there another trope you want to talk about before we move on? No, I feel like I'm ready to go into the good and mostly bad shenanigans. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Oh God, right off the bat. Breaking the fourth wall? That was so weird, especially because we don't do it again. Never again. If that's something you're choosing, that gets peppered throughout the entire film. Yeah. Oh, she does the montage and she says straight to the camera, well, I have found some evidence to prove that all of these things are real, but I still have my suspicions or something like that. Yeah. That's part of the plot now. You established it. Especially because... I'm being lulled by this expositional montage. And then all of a sudden, it's like a 
hard pivot to breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And it never happens ever again. Yep. It doesn't have to be flea bag levels. It needed to happen at least three times if you're going to establish it at all. Yeah. Otherwise, don't do it. I don't have issue with any of the things. It's just that there's ways that it can be executed. <laughs> I think that's why I'm like referencing so many other things. Anyway. <sighs> yep. Give me a good shenanigans. Hmm. Okay, this was fun. The son putting in the wrong address. That starts off the whole sequence of events. <laughs> because it's chaos. They're all packing. It's crazy. They're trying to get everyone to leave the house. And the son has overheard his mother saying that she would love to see what's going on with the Jennings. Dripping with sarcasm, mind you. Yes. But he thinks he's going to make mum's Christmas wishes come true. Mm-hmm. And so he puts in their address instead of his aunt's which is really funny to me because okay they do bake it in that the aunt has just moved and jason biggs has a really funny line where he's like i thought your sister moved closer to us how do they not have any idea though at a certain point do you know generally where your sister lives this is insane it's so funny i was like it's fine i'll suspend my disbelief for this right that no one is even a little bit suspicious at all right after that when they arrive at the house the little daughter says and i quote this place is like wayne manor nuh-uh even if she is a gigantic batman fan a little kid like that is gonna say this place is like batman's cave or batman's manor house or whatever no one says wayne manor no, no one's gonna say that no she's a child not even adults say that no i was like this is too much and then how they end up there and stay the kids are all like i need to pee i need to pee and her husband is also like i also need to pee yep 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 yep, yep. <laughs> i was willing to suspend my disbelief for that same the shenanigan was with it where else oh my gosh so yeah they go into pee the weather's trapped them the moving the first furniture thing oh my god moving the furniture another excellent shenanigan that was so funny well done so they decide to establish in this film that there was a loud thumping in the middle of the night and the kids ask at breakfast what the noise was and brandy smooth without (laughs) giving anything away is like oh valentino and i were moving furniture last night that's a thing that grown-ups do sometimes late at night and the daughter, without missing a beat, throws like, her parents under the bus. Mommy, you and daddy don't move furniture like that. Oh my gosh. <gasps> and you can just leave it there. Yeah. But instead, Charlotte says, well, sometimes we move furniture at night, but we just don't uh, move furniture so loudly. We do it very quietly. And that doesn't say anything about us as people. Cannot stop. She just continues digging a hole. Girl, stop. Okay. Another shenanigan that was quite fun was what I'm terming the horny Christmas tree shopping. (gasps) I have that on my list. God, it was so awkward. The cuts. The cuts. The cut. Oh, no. I, I, for one... I'm not necessarily turned on by standing out in the cold looking for an appropriately jolly tree. No. But somehow they managed to not only make it hot, they also add in a line about, oh, these protruding fluffy branches. (laughs) Oh, yes. The thick trunk. (laughs) What? These thick stumps. 
Oops. They made it too sexy. It was an achievement, for sure. And then Brandy and Valentino start making out because I'm sure that they'll just do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte feels self-conscious and starts trying to make out with Rob. And yeah. it was... Uh, he ooh. was so surprised, confused, but also not opposed. I mean, he was getting into it. He was very sweet. Yeah. He, he did a very good job with this character. Oh, he did. It was just... There was a lot happening in that case and that in of itself was quite funny to watch but then cut to all three kids staring at their sets of parents who've just been like making out in front of everyone (laughs) doing christmas tree shopping well it's okay they'll just need copious amounts of therapy later on in life (laughs) i also love the shenanigan that was introduced very shortly after this which is that every single time a television is shown in the background of a scene you're seeing another Christmas movie on it. And I'm 90% certain after doing a little bit of research on the producer's name, which I recognized, that it's his films. And he does exclusively Christmas movies. I love that for him. I love that too. <laughs> Honestly, what a fabulous life. Oh, can you imagine? His last name was, I think it's Townsend. Mm. Slay, dude. Live your best <laughs> life. He was involved in Falling for Christmas, which is where I realized mm. because the scene with the snow globe played in the background I went oh someone here was involved with that film good catch yeah 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 yeah. associations in my brain you can't turn them <laughs> off even when I'm trying to watch a movie another shenanigan <laughs> is the uncovering Santa plot the fallacy <laughs> of Santa Claus this is cute it was so stupid but it was cute those child <laughs> actors did a pretty good job I thought yeah I I've aggressively vacillated between loving and hating the daughter who's in Harvard. Oh, oh yeah. But I think that's how it's supposed to be. But still, she was really in it to win it. Yeah. She's both entirely charming, but also a kid who's way too smart and knows it. Yeah. So she's got an ego. Mm -hmm. And so it was good. Yeah, and we know kids like that. Absolutely. Their IQ is through the roof, but their EQ perhaps needs some work, which is also my, like, is it advisable for this 10-year-old to be going to college? Never. missing out on a lot of fundamental growth. It is a proven statistical fact that doing that to kids is actually the wrong thing to do. Because it stunts their growth. It does. It stunts them with the EQ, like you were saying, and that's actually Mm. significantly more important to success in life than just IQ alone. You miss out on all these experiences. When that newsletter was going and Mm. it was the braggadocious stuff, I'm not going to lie. I was on Charlotte's team like, nah, none of this is real. Girl, you said Splint Differous, get out of here. <laughs> it's a good word, to be fair. You let your kid go to Harvard? No, get out of here. Yeah, no, not a good move. You live there and you take her to classes or don't do that? No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't trust this family either. Because you won't have friends. It's also a safety issue. Yeah, that too. Like, how do you make friends? That's the whole statistic thing. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that dramatic. It only has to be like skipping years. three years yeah. and those kids don't have friends. Age is so significant when you are younger think about being a 16 year old did you want to talk to 13 year olds no but this is what i'm talking about when you are an adult 5 10 15 sometimes even years isn't that big of a deal in terms of making friends but when you're in school every year counts it counts so much yeah they should not have sent her to harvard that was dumb anyway back to the science applies what a fun romp (laughs) what a keeper but i'm also like 
do these kids not have access to the internet? Because that's something that's very easily searchable. Fun fact. Mm. If you Google, is Santa real? Mm -hmm. You don't get a definitive answer. You see that St. Nicholas is real. I'm doing it right now. And if you Siri, Siri won't give you the no. So that kids can't get Santa spoiled for them. Oh, that's sweet. Isn't it? So there is a little bit of coverage so that kids don't get things totally yeah. destroyed. No, I mean, even on this where it seems to be more angled at helping parents deal with Santa, there was also the question prompt of like, is Santa real or is it my parents? And it's not like a definitive yes or no. Right. <laughs> like you said, it's kind of like, we are all Santa. There's many different blah, blah, blah. And it has gotten worse, though, because I remember that you could get away my age to about 12. 12 was when kids really stopped believing. Mm. Some a little bit before that, depending. And according to 2018, because of how much more online kids are, the average is eight now. Eight? Isn't that disappointing? Oh, that makes me so sad. It's changed. I suppose it makes sense, but wow, eight is so young. Yeah, that's too young. That makes me a bit bummed out. Mm. <laughs> to put a little fun button, though, on the Santa Claus debacle with the children. Yes, please. The fact that they <laughs> added a real magic. Santa that disappears in a puff of oh, pixie dust at the end of the film goodness. was truly was the, so funny. the delight that I needed yes. at the end of everything. Because it was so unexpected. I was so grateful for real Santa showing up. Yeah, because we're building the whole time towards like, oh, the magic is through the belief and through parents really doing their best for their kids. But no, we got a real magic Santa. A gentleman literally <laughs> shows up, offers to help unhook the sleigh. Delightful. Says he knows a lot about sleighs and then disappears in a puff of smoke. Yes. Oh, and he knew her name as well. Right. <laughs> That's what turns her around. She's yeah. like, wait, how did I? <gasps> He's gone. It's magic. Girl, can we talk about this balloon? Girl. 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 This <laughs> balloon was so dumb. Okay, number one, balloons are not pilotable. They fly where they fly. Okay? Your dinky little fan on the back of that thing is not going to work against actual air currents. Number two, it's solar powered? Girl. How? That was my biggest thing because I don't know much about engineering or mechanics or anything like that. That's not possible. But I know about the sun and... There is no sun in the Northern Hemisphere that time of year. You are not getting enough charge to power this massive ass thing. It's not even that. You could charge it for three days to be able to do this short flight or something. It's the fact that like, how are you converting solar power into heat in any real way? And then on top of that, she like unveils the command center of the balloon to pilot it. And when I tell you that this was a Star Trek level techno babble <laughs> machine, like I I love a Star Trek techno babble. The fact that we're just clicking buttons and turning them on and off and yeah. some of them are blinking and all of this is bullshit. Love it. Mm. Yum, 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 yum. But I don't know. It didn't really have a place in this film because before that we weren't doing weird magic. Yeah. It didn't live in the universe of this film. And I think especially because Charlotte is an inventor, right? Brandy's character is also supposed to be in STEM somehow. It's kind of baked in that it's lending itself more to reality. Yep. 
we didn't have enough whimsy leading up to this point yeah. for this to make any sense. That's also true. We needed more whimsy. More whimsy, please. It's Christmas. Yeah. Also, you remember with a Cinderella story, Christmas Wish. The flying? Yeah, I remember <laughs> flying. <laughs> oh, that's not actually what I was talking about, but yes, the flying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Amazing. When we were talking about my anxiety for the fact that Bruno, the adorable dog, may be dead. Oh, gosh, yes. And you said, no, absolutely not. And I said something like, this film does not have the emotional backbone to support a death. You said like it doesn't have the capacity to deal with death. Yeah. I remember it because capacity is such a good word. This movie does not have the capacity to be dealing with a dead kid who's been dead for a year and presumably very sick leading up to his death. Because they mentioned something about a hospital, so it doesn't seem like it was a freak accident. Right. It was a mistake. I'm not saying it's a bad plot point like it's a very interesting storyline just not for this film the way you built it and then especially where the solar hot air balloon was an invention that the son really wanted to do making this dream of his come true Mm -hmm. but we cutting from charlotte dealing with magical santa straight to the parents like Brandy looks up to the sky and she kisses and like points up to the sky and we cut to the dad in the audience. Oh yeah. And he's also like kissing and pointing up to the sky, which is very sweet. It's very touching. But the whiplash, it's just too much. Right. The corniness of the Santa right before that was not great. Right? Yeah. There's not even a buffer scene in between. It doesn't then have the emotional impact that you want. Nope. I quickly want to talk about the dollhouse. So again, Charlotte is snooping. Stop. Mm -hmm. She goes upstairs, finds the dollhouse. It was meant to be a surprise present to replace a dollhouse that previously belonged to Valentino's late mother Mm -hmm. that had been lost in a fire. First off, (sighs) you spoiled the Christmas thing. Stop snooping. Learn your lesson. Second off, why is the dollhouse so flimsy? (laughs) Next, why are we playing a Spanish cover of Perhaps, Perhaps, Perhaps? (laughs) I'm crying. This telenovela drama on this song was way too damn much. And then we have an entire montage of her fixing her mistake after she breaks the damn house. Mm. And the montage ends with a magical chimney on that dollhouse coming to life with actual smoke. smoke you can't have magical realism like you haven't set us up for it properly i was so distraught when charlotte has been caught snooping and she gets up off the floor leaning on the thing that's supporting this dollhouse oh yeah. my goodness why it does lead us to the really lovely and generous and authentic apology that was a beautiful scene between these two women it was so sincere she owned up completely she didn't make any excuses she said immediately we packed we getting out of your hair again i'm so so sorry and then when brandy says why would you leave you're leaving Mm. she again doubles down with the apology saying yes why would you want me to stay i did something unforgivable her owning it was really good and this was another little hint at what's actually going on with their family Mm. brandy says this isn't unforgivable we didn't lose anybody yeah she's in a different context of what unforgivable is Mm. it was basically the best scene in the film yeah and this is why again this movie needed to pick a lane because if the plot is centered around this tragedy that's happened to brandy's family that's really a pivotal moment 
But because all of this other stuff is happening, it doesn't quite carry the same weight. And then there was just like the unfortunate fact that when we got to these very serious moments, they didn't spend enough time on the actual scenes Mm. because now I'm just watching two people talking past each other and I'm not actually watching a conversation. And when you know what that looks like, it's impossible to not see it. Yeah. It wasn't satisfying to watch. And then when the reveal comes, Charlotte once again has not learnt her lesson and continues to invade this family's privacy. She takes the key to the locked room of this child that they're keeping as a time capsule and goes and disturbs it just to like, what, satisfy her curiosity? To confirm her suspicions? What are you doing? And then Brandy just says, we lost him and it's not something we can put in the newsletter. Not why are you doing this again? Why are you here? And all you had to do was have an actual conversation with your friend and she'll let you into the room. Yes, talk to her. Boo. You're right. That would have been so much more moving. Have that difficult conversation. Yeah. And then you have the reveal. You can lead in with, why is it that you really didn't want Want us to leave or the angel mentioned something about you not wanting to be alone this time of year is there a reason why and then brandy can say i have something i need to show you yes and then in you go and you have that reveal <sighs> lots of missed opportunities mm. i only have one more shenanigan so the film's grand romantic gesture is that charlotte finally agrees to put a down payment on a house even though she's nervous about it mm. and she goes to a lending company to secure a mortgage This is how I know the film aged itself because they offered her an interest rate of like 6.5, which is incredible (laughs) because of the interest rates. That is an incredible offer. Okay, so people who don't know, the current American federal interest rate, the baseline that the federal government is lending at is 5.5, which means you cannot get a loan even at 5.5 because the banks would be breaking even. A lot of people's mortgages right now or 8.5 that's why i was like they filmed this in like 2021 and could not find an edit because the last time the mortgage rates were anywhere near 3.1 was before russia decided to be assholes (laughs) so i was not having any of that no the numbers are wrong (laughs) i was really bothered and so that's my final shenanigan very unexpected one a financial shenanigan this is what happens when you turn into a grown-up i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) do you have any others i do mine is the freaky monkey (laughs) the creepy freaky monkey I'm so glad the adults say the monkey freaks them out because same. Because it's not a regular monkey toy. It has like a ceramic face. Yeah. Throw this thing away. Who gave this to you? Give me a dog doing the most, please. Not this. Maybe it's animated and moves at night when you're not looking monkey. Right? Yeah. So this would have been another good opportunity if we went all the way in with a magical realism for the monkey to have magical powers. Mm -hmm. Like... The freaking holiday calendar. The kids should have said, I left monkey at the dining room table or mm. something else like that. So then we're like, monkey put himself in the car. Yeah. <laughs> but we just needed more because now it just seemed like he forgot monkey in the car. Because kids don't necessarily remember all the time where they leave their possessions. That's very normal. Anyway, that's all. The monkey. Hated that monkey. Throw it out. <laughs> okay. So I guess that means we're at Fun Fab Fun Fab And in the grand scheme of a fun 
fun fab fail. This was uh what a fun. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to give this a fail because no. I did have fun moments. And if I'm totally honest, I'm just here for Brandy to sing me some songs. <laughs> and she did. And she was lovely. So I got what I came for, I guess. And it was very Christmassy. But this was terrible. I had a lot of fun looking at the decorations. Yes, decorations were good. There was lots of music. The children's shenanigans. The outfits. They were serving looks. The Christmas market. We saw Santa. I quite feel it because it doesn't even feel like it's on a rubric. It's just... It was a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm confused. This is not one that's necessarily worth a watch, but it is a tight 80, so it's not a waste of time necessarily. No. I didn't have the feeling of like, well, that's 80 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Right. But it wasn't good. No. I think I felt like frustrated Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, I didn't get satisfaction. Yeah. This film gave everyone blue balls. Yes. I have emotional blue balls from this film. Yes. (laughs) I had to watch a Michael Bublé Christmas special after it just to like get my Christmas rocks off. I'm crying. I'm all pent up. <laughs> Sorry to make it horny, everyone, much like the tree shopping. But that's really what this film was. Yeah. This is a weird way to start the year, I'm just realizing. Oops. <laughs> this is a weird one. That's what we get for veering off of the strictly rom-com trajectory, I think. Yeah. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> that it can't be done, not even for brandy. <laughs> well... That leads us to, (laughs) I don't know if I can do this lead in with a straight face. I'll do do it. Give me the cheese, please. (laughs) Give me the cheese, please. Girl. Not as happy as I usually am. We know this ain't no cheese. It's not a cheese. (laughs) We'll see. Okay. Okay. You you do the countdown. Okay. Three. Three. Two. two, one. One. Unidentifiable balloon animal. (laughs) Yours is still edible at least, so I think you should go first. (laughs) How is it a balloon animal? I'm so excited to hear about this. I can't even focus on Triscuits anymore. I have to know. Triscuits, Triscuits. I chose a Triscuit. Tell me why you chose a Triscuit. I chose a Triscuit because imagine you're going up to a really lovely cheese board Uh and you're very excited to dive in. Yeah. There are very important accoutrement Mm. needed for the cheese board to be truly elite. Correct. So uh, you're looking for something to put that cheese on. And there are many things that are delightful and good. Crackers, breads, and toasties, and so many things. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, uh, I've been given a Triscuit. <laughs> um, Your confusion <laughs> is so funny how you said that. I love Triscuits. I think that they're perfectly salty. I think that they crunch. I like the way that the texture is. I just... You know, I'll do it with some pieces of American sharp cheddar, but that's not the best for a brie. I feel you. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's how I feel like with a Ritz cracker. Yes. I'm not going to put a brie on that. So I feel already I'm a little let down. I'm still here for it and I'm getting myself excited. Mm -hmm. But then imagine when you're actually eating the Triscuit. The experience then becomes ultimately just kind of disappointing despite Aww. loving the components individually. Mm. So this for me is a disappointing, not cheese, but stale Triscuit. Oh, stale Triscuit. Yeah. Rough. A cracker that's already notoriously dry on its own is <laughs> additionally stale. Mm. Not a good combination. Nope. But enough of that. I want to hear about a balloon animal. <laughs> Okay, it's an unidentifiable <laughs> balloon animal. That's so much worse. My reasoning is rather similar to yours in that I find balloon animals to be delightful. They require a certain amount of skill. It's not something I'm going to go out in search of, but it's always fun to see one. It's a bit of whimsy. I saw a balloon penguin the other day and uh, it was incredible. That's amazing. It was a feat of engineering. Yeah, and so with this, it's like the promise of something whimsical and delightful. I knew going in, we weren't getting a rom-com, but I had hopes for a bit of whimsy, a bit of magic. But the unidentifiable part of it is like, now you're just sitting with a bunch of balloons right? that have been wasted mm -hmm. and serve no purpose. So it's just confusing and like why? So you just like tied them all together? It's like I can see you are trying to do something. I feel that. That might look like it could be the start of a dog. But <laughs> now I'm just kind of confused and sad. So that's that's why. Ugh. It's okay. Disappointing. We were lulled in the same way as everyone else. Apparently when this launched, it was a number one on Netflix because mm. everyone was so hyped for a Brandy return. Yeah. Listen, Brandy, we just want you to be okay, girl. We, we love, love you. you. I think you did a lovely job. Very sincere. Yeah, but then when you look at the ratings, it's like a 2.5. Oh, yikes. It's just unfortunate. Eh. So I guess there you have it. That was our discussion of best period christmas <laughs> period ever <laughs> exclamation point <laughs> let us know your thoughts on the movie any shenanigans we may have missed or what cheese or not cheese you think it is or balloon animal <laughs> you can follow us on instagram at shenanigans and pod or you can email us at shenaniganzinsupod at gmail.com. And we'll be on a bit of a break for now, but mm -hmm. we'll be coming back hot in time for Valentine's Day. And we're not just blowing smoke here like that dollhouse. <laughs> we truly mean it. It's going to be a delightful way to jump back in. And we're going to have a guest. Yes, we're having a guest. As is typical for our Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for the movie. We hope you have an incredible New Year's. Mm -hmm. We hope that your holidays were splendiferous. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you'll join us next time and until then everyone, everyone makes mistakes. mistakes that's why, why they, they put, put erasers at the end of pencils, pencils. Bye. bye and boy oh boy did we ever make a mistake with this choice sorry we didn't know breaking the rom-com rule would mean that we're breaking our joy rule because we've broken it before love simon the love birds oh that was the mistake it didn't have love in the title uh, therefore when we break the rule it needs to have love in, in the, the title. title okay great right. scientifically proven very pertinent harvard girl would love that <laughs>